Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So, Kate. Yes? You know what is even more boring? than hearing someone tell you what their dreams were last night. I think that's kind of interesting. Okay, well, then the bar is very low for you, but (laughs) you know what is more boring than that? Watching paint dry? I suppose so, but I mean, there might be a little bit of excitement to that. Like, is it going to get drier on the left or drier on the right? I was was trying to think of other boring things like watching C-SPAN. I'm sure for some people that's fascinating, but I would agree (laughs) with you, actually. C-SPAN, No, I would say it would be um, hearing people talk about their gardening. Ah. Because guess what? My yellow crocuses that I planted are more orange, but they're coming up, and I'm really excited about it. I wanted to tell somebody, and are you you still there? I was trying to think of like a word that would wake you up, and all I could come up with either was either boobs or beer, and neither of them seemed like a good idea for me to just yell very loudly. And so I said neither, and you woke up on your own. So I did. there's a lesson. There's you know, a lesson you, to be learned. There. I was thinking you could have said Kardashian, and I've been like, what? Really? Yeah. That makes me sad. I know. I don't want to say that word makes ever. Me sad too. I don't even know if I can pronounce that word. I've said it so little. <laughs> I don't think my tongue is capable of wrapping around the syllables. Hmm. It's Armenian. It's not that hard. Yep. Super hard for me. <laughs> so very hard. And uh, and by the way, my name is Betsy. Yes. Betsy it, the gardener. Yes. And you are Kate I'm the... Kate Kardashian. Kardashian? See, I can't. <laughs> it's weird. I just can't quite, uh, can't quite do it yet, but we'll, we'll work on that. Sure. Tongue strengthening exercise. That's what, I'm yes. what do we what do we do here, by the way? Oh, we talk about gardening and the Kardashians. Nope. Do not talk about either of those things. Boobs and beer? Yes. Oh. No. We're talking about children's picture books, the opposite of every single thing you listed. Yes. I'm sure there's tell me there isn't a a kid's book that's about beer. Well, not intended for children, but yeah, oh absolutely. I'm sure there's like a million like frat. Like, just walk into an Urban Outfitters, and I'm sure you'll find something. Maybe there's a kid's book that, like, features an alcoholic dad or something. Oh, yeah. No, there, there most certainly are. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, well, we'll count that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Yay! We're off to a happy subject here. Do we, uh, <laughs> do we consider such books on this podcast, Kate? Do we what? Do we consider such books as that on this podcast? As that? Beer-related picture books. I mean, you haven't shown me one yet. No, so that would be a no. What do we read? Um, picture books? Yes, and why do we read them? Because you said you wanted to do a podcast with me. Okay, that's a little I deeper said, than answer than I expected. Okay, and then you're like, I have all this education. I'm like, I got nothing. And you said, that's okay. And I said, okay, I'll just go off the top well, of just, my head. You just dove right into our origin story there, didn't you, buddy? That was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, yes, so we read picture books to determine if they're classics or not. That was actually the answer I was going for, but Uh, yours is good too. I mean, sometimes I like to give too much information. Yes, TMI (laughs) Catherine, that's what we called you back in the day. 
And uh, so I think I'm finally... How many how many episodes have we done roughly, would you say? Not, not exactly. 81. 81 somewhere or so. We've done a lot of episodes. And I think I've finally determined what Kate may or may not like. Uh, maybe not. Sometimes you, you, you really do surprise me. But, uh, but, so, you last time, do you remember what you requested that I find for you this time? A really crappy book. Right. Well, I couldn't do that, necessarily. But I did find a book that I thought, ah, what doesn't Kate like? And um, so... I don't like books that don't really have a plot. Mm. And if they're, like, sketchy and not well-drawn. Mm. And... There's a third thing you don't like. Do you know what it is? No. You don't care for brats, as I recall. Oh, I hate them. Well, lay back, lady, and let me show you something I have for you today. It's upside down. <laughs> no, David. By David Shannon. That's right. Look, it's got a little silver medal on there. That kid has got like teeth like a monster. Yes, he does. And somehow his head is balancing on that neck, even though it really shouldn't. Oh, there are many things balancing in this book that should not be balancing. And look, he has a triangular nose. Yes. Yes. Does that oh, mean something? And look, I'm going to turn you to the back. And what does the back say? No, 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 no. It's like Frederick. It is. It's a lot like Frederick. A lot. A lot like Hold Frederick. On. Let me read it in French. Okay. No, 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 no. no. I'm not sure about that. No, 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 no. no, no. Like about, you're swallowing an orange. What about no. Spanish? I no. I think it's... What is Spanish? No. Okay. Did you take Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> What should we do in German? Oh yeah, that's that's how I do my German. <laughs> Let's do it in sign language now. That, that's horrible radio. That's horrible radio. <laughs> All right, take that book, read that book. No, come, don't don't listen to that book, and report. Okay. No. No. While Kate's doing her read, I'm going to give you a little background information on the book. Not much. In fact, actually what I decided to do in this particular case was go to a invaluable, go-to, never inaccurate source, the Wikipedia. Because sometimes it's very, very telling what the Wikipedia says about a given book. Alright, here is how Wikipedia chooses to describe the book in question. And I have some issues with the timeline, but uh, let's see if you can pick up on what I picked up. It says, When author David Shannon was five years old, he wrote a story about a little boy who broke all his mother's rules, leading to her often saying, No, David. In 1997, Shannon came across his childhood book in his mother's closet and rewrote it using a childlike handwriting and including drawings of his mishaps. In 1999, No David was a Caldecott honor book. Now, I know the 90s were different from today. They, they sure they were. But let's do a little math here. 1997, David Shannon writes this book. 1998, the book comes out. 1999, it wins the Caldecott. Really? That seems really short, right? Shouldn't it have taken like two years after like beginning the book for it to come to fruition? Or maybe I'm just used to this day and ages, how long it takes for a picture book to come out. David Shannon, answer this question for me, please. Please tell me if the Wikipedia is true or not. Thank you, David Shannon. Hello. Hi. Hi. So. So how was that, eh? <sighs> See, this... Did I call it? Oh, did I call it? No, like, I 
I don't have kids primarily because I'm afraid they're going to be like this. Mm-hmm. And this just mm-hmm. annoys the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Like when kids are a little bratty, mm-hmm. like I'm going to do what I this want and get my way. This is a book of extremes, you understand. It is like, it's like vignettes from his life taken as a whole, but it is not it's a one, story. I, I, yeah, but some kids are just, everything they do is horrible. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> That's true. It's, uh, so like... And it might be yours. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. So like the very, on the very first page, he's drawing on the wall. And I was like, oh, I, I think I remember pulling wallpaper off the wall when I was a kid. I yeah. think I drew, well, I might have... It's always in picture books, drawing on the wall. Because it's very yeah. visual, I guess. But I Do have, kids do that a lot? I have never... I have once maybe kind of encountered it, but not really. I've never seen it. Now, I'm impressed because he appears to have played tic-tac-toe with himself and won. Yeah. <laughs> so well done there, sir. I mean, don't when kids want to draw, don't they usually, like, wouldn't the parent put, like, paper in front of them? Yes. Like, you can draw on this. Yes. But sometimes some kids, and, you know, you could argue the artistic ones, are like, look at this huge white space just waiting for my vision to fill it. That does apparently happen. How much of this is just the parent not paying attention? Oh, a lot. Because, like, I don't In fact, okay, I'll, I'll jump ahead and say, um, when this was on my blog and I was talking about it, a commenter said this. It's interesting. These books always irritated me. Not for David, who seems like a pretty typical little kid, but for the mom, who can't seem to say a single positive thing to her kid until he actually has to ask if she loves him or not. Always bothered me. Yeah. So there might be some issues with the parenting going on here. Like, seriously, what is the mom doing? Like, I have... I, yeah, you so... know, you can't watch your kid 24-7, but he is in your home. Well, and How I, big is this home? So, like, he's walking through, I'm, which I'm sure is the pristine living room. Yeah, okay, first of all, who has a kid and a rug that white? <laughs> oh, it's definitely, car- for- it's definitely a white carpet. Yeah, you're, you're, asking, you're asking for trouble. And there. the kid has, like, worms hanging off of him. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, mushrooms growing out of his head. Yeah. But, he may have just dug under the mushrooms and come up when, that way, but yeah. What was his mom doing before... Like, he entered the house. Why didn't she catch him? She was watching her stories, because clearly she's in the living room. This is where she's talking to him, is in the living room. So this is where she was. He literally has to walk in front of her covered like a mud monster she, before she notices that and he's... And same with the bath. Like, mm-hmm. she should be watching her son This in the is bath. something I could never understand. I couldn't understand it with Calvin and Hobbes, and I can't understand with David. Who leaves a kid... Alone in, in a bathroom like that when you know that he is prom. I mean, at the very least, close the curtains. Also, not hard. The water is green. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the water green? Um. Well, there's a couple. It's not. If it was yeah. like an orangish tint, maybe I could understand like rust no, that, or something. Maybe he has fluorescent lights and it just looks green under the fluorescent lights. The, like really they, old. The artist lights. clearly used green, like <laughs> sludgy. Okay, paint well, or something. if he had been covered in mud from the previous picture and then he got into the bath, possibly he turned it greenish. What? I don't know. No. That's science, Lucy. Science. Side point. Did Mm -hmm. you ever see the Pixar short? Um, It's a Toy Story. It's called Partysaurus Rex. No. 
You should. Okay, it's yeah. Hilarious. I it's, should. It's all about T Rex. Yeah, yeah. Wallace He's Wallace Shawn. Yeah. And uh, and he really wants to be like the cool part of the, yeah. the team, and and he ends up like helping all these toys that are in the bathtub like get out of the tub and then they have a party in the tub because like <laughs> because T-Rex knows how to like clog the tub and keep the water coming and like <laughs> it's very funny. Okay, so this is now my new favorite thing I want to watch. You definitely should. Partysaurus Rex. Partysaurus Rex. All right. Pixar short. Reminds me a lot of this scene with the uh, toys. So this the, is the Partysaurus and Rex. The, and the scene. overflowing tub. Excellent. Anyway. So... When you get to the scene where he's running down the street naked, yes. one foot has round toes and the other foot has triangular toes. Well, I look, know you can't I sh- blame the kid I, <laughs> for being born with a round toe, triangle just, toe. It's just interesting because the artist takes, he goes into very good detail when it comes to the dog, the house, the architecture, and mm. then when it comes to the boy, it's like... I'm just going to draw circles for toes, and then I'm just going to have him look like he has web feet on the other foot. Well, I should tell you, he he's based David off of his childhood drawings of himself. So, supposedly, when he drew himself as a kid, he did round toes on one foot and triangle toes on the other. Hmm. That would be my theory. Because that's why he's, his face is so simple. Right. Yeah. And then when he's playing with the pots and pans... I'm sure he's being annoying, but come on, he's got like a Sergeant Pepper jacket, (laughs) which is Um, pretty cool. That is incredibly cool. He is doing a Johnny Appleseed with the bucket, but that is clearly a Sergeant Pepper. Also, who gave him the pots and pans? Oh, you don't. I mean, if if you're like me and you keep them in the bottom drawer... The kid has permanent access to the pops and pans. Put on but yeah. child locks. Like, yeah, I know. It's... No, child locks do not exist in the world of David. Apparently <laughs> the parents not. have never figured this one out. Yeah. And and then she, he's, she's like, don't play with your food. I mean, is, does he do all this for attention? Because negative attention is still attention. Oh, yeah. No, he's clearly doing this for attention as far as I'm concerned. Not Maybe not all of it. Some of it just seems to be just like joie de vivre. But seriously, what's wrong with his teeth? Like, this is disturbing. He just has pointy little teeth. Yeah. That are incredibly spaced. And pointy. And very, very pointy. pointy. They're very pointy teeth. This is not, like, normal. I think he needs to see a dentist and maybe get him, like, filed down a bit. I don't know. He managed to fit an entire turkey leg along with a lot of other food in that mouth. So maybe his issues go beyond his teeth. But do you have a qualm with you? Let's see. Uh, what's a qualm? You know what I really hate most of all in a book? What's that, Kate? It's clowns, Betsy. Wait, no, there are no clowns in this book, Kate. You would, you would think, Betsy. I didn't and put yet, give, I didn't give you a book with clowns. What did you give me? Oh, but you gave I me a book. I see no clowns. What is that, Betsy? That's a big old clown. Yeah, it is. It's upside down, too, which somehow makes it creepier. Oh my gosh, it's looking at me. It's got like it's got, a, it's got like crosses for eyes. When usually in pictures, they make that means a character is dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big old clown. Thanks, Betsy. But uh, note, these are probably the toys that David Shannon had when he was a boy, because there's definitely sort of a dated kind of classic quality to them. Yeah, I was thinking these were mainly like fifties or sixties mm-hmm. until when did the Etruscan? Etruscan is freaking old, right? Oh. Super old. I mean, it was around when I was a kid, but I think it's been around a while before that. The television's the real key here. Look at that. Right. Look at that. First of all. It's the color, so we know probably more like late 60s, 70s, I'd mm. say. And then, uh, really big for the time, though. 
Do you remember our Aunt Vonnie's television? It could just be big in comparison to him. I don't know. Like maybe it still looks really big to me. He has a huge head too. Right. He does does have a huge head. It's like it's like get down, head. (laughs) (laughs) Pillow. Put your head on your giant pillow. (laughs) You cry, giant pillow. Doing solar system. There's our satellites going around it. Love that movie. I love that movie. Extra uh, points, listeners, if you can name the movie. So, when he's got the baseball in the living room... He's got a whole baseball outfit. He's practically wearing cleats. He's a catcher. Now, he's Obviously, a young kid. He... Someone put him in that outfit. He couldn't have gotten it in himself. And you know what? Maybe before he starts breaking stuff, you take away the bat and the baseball. Yeah. Or yeah. just put them out. Well, actually, do you recognize that clock? We yeah. Have... Oh my gosh! Yeah. Our grandma had that clock. Yeah. Yeah, that's another mark towards it being an older home. Yeah. But hey, cleaned off that dirt uh, footprints pretty well, didn't they? Yeah. Well, sure maybe did. this maybe this is the other side of the living room, like where he was trying oh, to mug see. was over yeah, here okay, yeah. instead of over here. Yeah. But uh, I don't see any windows. But of course he breaks the vase and then he goes and sits in timeout and he's crying. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, is he crying because he got yelled at? Is he crying because he feels guilty he broke something? I don't think he's crying because he got yelled at. Because he gets yelled at all the time. Yeah, he is constantly yelled at. So, so why is he crying now? Because well, he has been punished. And sometimes, if you make the punishment out to be bad, the kid will actually believe you. And so, like, sitting on a stool in the corner, like, no, please, anything but that. Like, you know, they actually will think that is a huge punishment. Hmm. I mean... But he actually looks remorseful, I would say. Yeah, maybe he didn't mean to break it, but... <sighs> Parent, take away the baseball bat. Yeah, just take away the, the baseball, baseball bat and the ball. How did he get his hands on those in the first place? Uh, you know? And then it says, Davy, come here. Yes, David, I love you. So... So the only positive attention he gets is when he cries? Well, it's, yeah, when he's not moving, apparently. Because he was finally sitting down, not doing anything. And that seems to be what he gets rewarded for more than anything else. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is pretty bad. It's uh, the only positive reinforcement that a child sees when mm-hmm. reading this book is at the very end, after mm-hmm. he's done something horrible and has cried. Yes. And then you get positive... Reinforcement and love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the idea, I'm sure, is supposed to be, you know, no matter what horrible thing you do during the day, your parents will still love you at the end of the day. I think that's what the intention is. And yet. Um, and yet. <laughs> For many kids, though, they don't, they couldn't care squat about the, the message at the end. What they enjoy is, is saying, saying no. Well, no. Well, well, maybe saying no. That's actually not a bad point. But also just reveling in that vicarious pleasure of someone else breaking the rules. Like, apparently the most popular page, bar none, in this book uh, with kids is the naked running down the street. Hmm. Like, that is, that is without a doubt. Because there's a butt? There's a butt, man. And that's and that they... butt is running. Even the picking the nose can't quite compare to the with, butt shot. With the butt shot, yeah. <laughs> to the butt the, shot. To the five-year-old That's butt. like, that is kid humor of a certain degree and a certain level. Just like the kid just running, you know. Hmm. They love it. Yeah, I, love I, I, I imagine if I were a kid, I would love saying no, like on every page that oh, it pops up. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You'd be like the pigeon, 
It came out before yeah. Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, yeah, where I believe. Yeah, where you get to tell the kid mm-hmm. now instead of always being told, no. yeah. I, exactly. I and that, and also, but... like, you may be like a kid who's like, I've done some bad things, but nothing to compare to this kid. This kid's got me beat. Right. Yeah, not like it's a competition, but... Right, but this kid doesn't get his punishment until the very end. Yeah, no. So, it, what, I, do, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to me. Came out in 1998. Um, oh, so it's not super it's old. It's not that old, but it's at least 20 years old, right? Uh, doing math, doing math. 21 sh- yes. years old. <laughs> yes. So it could have a beer if it wanted to. It's that old. <laughs> and uh, when I, so I polled, remember I did two top 100 picture book polls, right? Mm-hmm. The first time I did it, it was number 32. What? The second time I did it, it sank to 88. Good. Yeah. Good. I mean, it was still on there, but it was, it used to be ubiquitous. I mean, this used to be everywhere. What? And uh, it still has books coming out. That's the kooky thing. Like, it had da- the sequels, which are, boy, they're spaced out, but it was like, David goes to school, David gets in trouble. No, really? Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. Air is, you know, you breathe it. Um, There was one that came out last year called Grow Up, David, where it is revealed that he has an older brother who treats him terribly. (laughs) Like a terrible older brother who either ignores him completely or sits on his head. Um, But then they're buddies at the end. And I was always like, man, suddenly David's behavior is making a lot more sense. Hmm. I was like, "He's he's an ignored little brother. And gosh knows what the parents are doing with him. Hmm. Hard to say. I'd be interested to hear from David Shannon himself, like, so did your parents, like, (laughs) punish you when you did things? Or only when you cried? Or... Well, okay. Well, I have a little bio info on him that might clear up a bit. Um, It says he went to Hunton Elementary School, where his teachers soon realized that if they let David draw murals, it would keep him from disrupting the class... And their classroom would have some pretty good art on the walls, too. So this whole drawing on the walls thing, that's from school. Hmm. And where he was allowed to do so. Also seems to imply that he was sort of an ADD kid. Yeah. With a lot of, a lot of energy to get out there, but with a very artistic focus mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Um, so, yeah. And then he went on. He's done. Boy, he's done a million things. He's done New York Times and Newsweek and Time and Rolling Stone. Do they all have this, like, sketchy... No, he can change his style entirely. He once did the greatest read-aloud picture book, I tell you, man. It's called Duck on a Bike. It's pretty much about what it sounds like. It's about a duck (laughs) riding a bike. It's great. It is one of my favorite read-alouds in story time. I could read Duck on a Bike all day long. (laughs) Did have a sequel called Duck on a Truck. Not quite as good. But Duck on a Bike. So he he can really change. He did, man, he did a book about Hiawatha. Was it Hiawatha? Betsy, fact check this. Okay, he did a book about some guy, and it was very realistic. He can do real realism if he wants to, but he purposely made this far more cartoony. Right. Yeah. I get that. However. Mm. Oh, no, no, it's a choice. It's a choice. All right. I think he got an honor for being so, like, kiddish. Well, I mean, it's hard to do kiddish in a way. Is it? I think it is. Give, give me a piece of paper, Betsy. I'll show you kiddish. Yeah, but are you going to wear it and run an on honor with it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting mix. He is so cartoonish, but the backgrounds, as you pointed out when he's running buck naked down the street, the backgrounds are actually pretty yeah. realistic. Yeah, to the a houses are legit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now here's the interesting thing. 
when the reviews came out, pretty much, as far as I could tell, every single freaking one of them loved this book. Loved when, it? Loved. Like, I'm not saying, like, eh, it's okay. Like, loved when it came out. Wow. Like, really honestly thought it was Why? the second coming Why? of Why? something. Max from Sendek. I don't know. I don't know. But it is really... I don't know if it's as popular now, though. When it came out, so popular. For, like, the last 20 years, it's been pretty popular, but I don't know... But now that we're in year 21... In the year 21, 21... <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, uh... It may not be as popular as it used to be. It's hard to tell. I think if I did the poll today, I don't know how many people would remember it. We need to do this poll, Betsy. All right, I'll do the poll. I'll totally do it. Soon been saying this for like two years. I know. I will get to it. I have a lot of stuff on my plate. I will do it. We will figure it out tonight. How about that? Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I want to know if this is going to show up on there. Because I, be very I don't understand. I don't right. understand why it's so beloved by all reviewers. Well, as it happens, we're at the ratings time. <laughs> and, uh, and now you can give it what you feel is the proper rating. Well... If I were okay, so it, it could be a good read aloud, right? Oh yeah, it's very, very simple, read aloud, yeah. and yep. and you can get the kids involved sure, by saying yeah. no. Good one and, on one, good with a group, and the kids would laugh at the mm-hmm. butt running by. They and the no, finger up the nose. Don't don't forget that. But yep. what if a kid is being read this book and he's always the one being told no, mm-hmm. and he's always the one being then he will get to say no to someone else and feel great great joy. Hmm. I don't think he'll identify necessarily. I think he would be like, finally, I get to be the one with the power to tell him no. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That would be my thinking, actually. Empowering. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the only positive reinforcement is at the very end when he's crying. Yep. Makes for good, like, conclusion to a story that's not a story to a certain extent. But that is how it comes off. Yeah, I can't s- I don't know. I don't have a kid, right? Sure. So I don't really... And I wasn't a bad kid. Right. For the most part. So the person who picked off the wallpaper next to I mean, bed. the wallpaper had to go. So... Um, the wallpaper did have to go? That was a yeah. terrible wallpaper. It was like, I'm not actually holding you accountable it was for like, that. It was, there was like pirates underneath, but on top of it, there was like this... That straw? It was yeah, like it was someone, straw. It was someone had like... I don't know what era this was from. It was like the 80s, I guess. But someone who was like, you know what this wall needs? Straw. Straw. We're just going to like paste it on the wall. And it's got only one wall. We're not going to do all four right. because we're not made of straw. <laughs> and then... And then and I didn't like nap time. So... Right. And I still don't take spent, naps. Hey, so it, I just pick off the straw. Well, hey, it, and then I discovered pirates paint, underneath, you know. which was much more interesting. To be fair, this is true. <laughs> pirates are more interesting than straw. Anyway. We're getting off topic. I don't... I'm not a huge fan of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I don't like the drawings. I knew you wouldn't. I don't like the story. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that clown. <laughs> yeah. Really, the clown sunk it. You might have been able to be I persuaded beyond it. I don't like his teeth. It, yeah. I don't like the green water. Sure, yeah. I don't like the mom who's blaming the son for her in it in a t- inattention. Inattentiveness. In a, inattentiveness. That would work. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the uh, What's the, what's the final count here, Meg? I mean, the only positive I can see is the kids being able to yell at the mm-hmm. boy in the story. Sure. Other than that, I got nothing else. So okay. it's like a 2.5. Whoa, that's low. 
That's a low, yeah, low. And the thing is, see, I don't have the same objections that you do. I do have children, but my children have never done pretty much any of these. I mean, they certainly have never had access to an actual baseball. So right there, uh, <laughs> in my home, are you crazy? Uh, so no. Uh, so basically. I don't, but I know, I've worked with kids over the years, certainly. I've seen kids like this who are just like, <laughs> um, my, I don't mind the ending so much. I like the art, I like the style. But do I think it's a classic? Do I think that a person would be less well off if they hadn't been introduced to this as a child? Should this be on every bookshelf in America? I'm right, exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much 5.5. I'm 5.5, Kate. So, with mine and yours mm. combined, this is definitely not... This is not a classic. Not a classic. Not, Thank goodness. Not a classic. Because if you were going to be like, this is an 8, I would have hit you oh, over the head with no. this book. And you would have been saying, no, 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 thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. These people lie about it. Yes. Ugh. All right, letters time. <sighs> yes, we, please. We don't have many. That's um, okay. But that's okay. People are keeping to themselves these days. It's spring. They've got better things to do than plop themselves in front of a computer and, and write to us. But there, there's two things here. Okay. First of all, most importantly, we have an answer to a question we had about the boy who didn't believe in spring. Mm -hmm. Now, if you'll recall, at the beginning of that book, there was a very strange car. Now, coming out of the car appeared to be... Oh, on like, the title page. Yeah, on the title page. It looked yeah. like there were, like, five exhaust pipes with a flame yeah. coming off of them. Yeah, that was weird. Apparently, you and I are different from other folks. We don't haul lumber around. I it mean. is, a, <laughs> according to many people who wrote in, it is quite standard when hauling lumber out of the back of your car to attach a red handkerchief... Towel. Flag. Flag. <laughs> my flag, my pieces of wood. Um, and then that way people can see it and won't run into you at the stoplight. I guess. I mean, that was what the did answer. they see? The lumber hanging out of the back of your nope. car? Lumber is hard to see, but little tiny red flags. Interesting. Super easy to see. Well, I don't think that was drawn very clearly. I would agree. The, well, the angle was so strange. And as we could see from the way he drew the church steps, uh, some angles are more difficult for him than others. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So that was the first one. Now, the second one was also about uh, the boy <laughs> the boy who didn't believe in spring, which was illustrated by Britton Turkle, right? Mm -hmm. I had mentioned he was, he was Quaker. Well, Fran, I'm going to use her full name because it's freaking Fran Manishkin. Fran Manishkin, buddy of Ezra Jack Keats back in the day, Goggles, one of his books dedicated to her, uh, she wrote in. And she said, In the 60s, I lived in a Quaker boarding house called The Pennington at 215 East 15th Street in Manhattan, and Britton Turkle also lived there. He was a very pleasant, slyly funny guy I loved talking to. I also visited his studio on 55th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues when low rents made that possible. I never asked Britton about his Lucille Clifton books, I know that he grew up in Ohio and retired, I think, to New Mexico. He was a good friend of Ezra Jack Keats, who often came to dinner. The two of them introduced me to the movie Mr. Hullet's Holiday. More info than you need, but I can't help it. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Fran. Mr. Hullet is, uh, has, is a character that has appeared in other picture books over the years, weirdly enough. Oh. Um, it's a French character. He has a pipe. It's kind of bizarre. But... Oui. 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 <laughs> thank you, Fran. 
appreciate you uh, giving us that info. I'm one of these days. I'm just going to interview Fran for all her stories of all these people that she knows because she knows everything. And that's pretty much it. That's the that's the long and short of it. Okay. Growing up things we like. Oh my gosh, I have so many things to choose from that I don't know. Like, well, don't blow them all at once. It could be you'll have nothing you like for. You've got to save them like Frederick. Just save them, Ugh. and then and then dole them out. I have four piecemeal. things. So I'll, okay, you I'll have four things. I know, and they're all so different. <sighs> but I'll just do one. All right, good. <laughs> <sighs> it's so hard though. Okay, so I'll do the choose. Just choose the best one. I can't. They're all good. Oh, okay. So I recently saw the movie Shazam. Oh. Yeah. Which is a movie about a DC comic How book was character. That? I really the trailer made it really hard to tell. Let me tell you, Betsy. Uh huh. I saw this movie with I kid you not, probably a five or six year old sitting behind me. Were they kicking your chair? This is a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, it is. And in the very beginning of the movie, the main character who starts off as a kid has an eight ball. Mm. And he flips over the eight ball and it says something. Mm -hmm. And the kid behind me says, what does that say? Uh (laughs) And at this point I'm like, oh no. (sighs) To which point the next two hours he was crying and talking the entire time. And the dad was like, let's just keep watching. Let's just keep watching. I'm like... No, when your kid starts bawling his eyes out saying, this is the scowiest movie I've ever seen, <laughs> you take that kid out of the you theater. You take it out of there. I don't care if you want to see Shazam. Yeah. yeah. So this is not for six-year-olds. I, that is why I was it having no PG, intention. It is PG-13 yeah. for a reason. Yeah, I was because, not taking my kids there. Yeah, uh-huh. no, because people get thrown out of glass windows. Mm-hmm. There's monsters eating people's heads. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> But here's the thing. It's very funny because it knows what kind of movie it is Mm -hmm. so it knows like it's campy so it's gonna play up the camp a bit right but one of my favorite parts in this movie is that the main character the main hero and the main villain are like floating up in the sky and like the villain is giving this speech and oh yeah the villain monologue yes the villain monologue meanwhile the hero is like I can't hear anything you're saying. <laughs> you're like a mile away. <laughs> Meanwhile, the villain is like, I will do it. The villain's like, are, are you saying something? It's That was one of the Aww. scenes in which I was like. It's like the end of Guardians of the Galaxy when the bad guy's doing his exactly. thing. And then, and then he's like. The guy's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, so like the bad guy doesn't know what film he's in. Yeah, so, so it's it's definitely funny. Um, oh, that's good. I, I wasn't right. sure what to expect. It's, yeah, I didn't I, either from the I trailer. thought it was gonna be like sappy. It's not sappy. Good. It's funny. Is it like big? Yeah. Okay. It's like That's good. It's like it's superhero like, big. Yeah, it's like big Excellent. grew up to be a superhero and he's trying to figure out how I what like that, that you I like that you made his name big. Like yeah. big grew up to be a superhero. Yeah. Cuz that's his name. That's yeah. why it's called Big. big. Yeah, Big grew People up. People think it's cuz he grows up and it's actually cuz his name is Big. And then he went off to like big, big marry big. Carrie Bradshaw and you know, Mr. Big. Oh, there you go. Something like that. <sighs> and tie it all together. Nicely done. Anyway, go see Shazam. It's funny. Oh, okay. Well, I have a movie too. Okay. A grown-up movie. Uh-huh. I saw Us. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the night that I saw Shazam, Mm -hmm. our penguinologist saw us. Right. So So. us, I decided to, because I loved Get Out, but I had ruined it for myself. I knew the ending going into Get Out. So this time I was like, okay, I can trust this director because 
when I saw Get Out, yeah, there was like a little blood, like, oh no, antlers, Blah. you know, it was fine. That's like the level Gore can pretty much take. So I was like, okay, I, I trust this guy, all right? I'm going to go into this knowing absolutely nothing, mm -hmm. literally nothing, except that there's a poster where a woman has a face in her hand and it's her own face. Mm -hmm. like, that's it. And I saw the trailer and I retained nothing from it. I was like, there's a girl who looks scared. I can deal with this. So I went and I saw it and it w I was right. I was right. It was just the right level of scary because it's one of those things where I actually, some people are just like, I was so frightened. I was, I was kind of frightened, but more in like a Twilight Zone kind of way. Um, it's eerie and creepy, but really fun because there's like tons of like little hidden things that you can like refer back to for it. And it's just delightful. It's about, it's a home invasion movie. Um, but boy, the acting is amazing. Um, long story short, our heroes have doppelgangers who attack them with scissors. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen pictures of the uh, brass, yeah. brass scissors. The brass scissors, yeah, the yeah. brass scissors are the worst, man. There are no guns in this movie. There's not a single shot fired. There are tons of jokes. Yeah, cool. I mean, Jordan Peele... Yeah, he does, Jordan Peele is amazing. He does creepy good. He yeah. does creepy so well. And of course, everyone who watches this is trying to figure out what the metaphor is, because get out, pretty clear. And this, yeah, there's kind of a metaphor, but you don't need one. It's it's horror movie logic. And some people are like, I don't understand how this scientifically would work. It's like, dude, it's a horror film. Just let it go, all right? Okay, so if people want to see a scary movie... Yes, please see us. see us. And if you want to see a comedy, go see Shazam. Perfect. Just not with your six-year-old. I would agree. <laughs> and also, fun fact, don't take your six-year-old to us. They will not enjoy it. <laughs> In general, just don't take your six-year-old. Just don't take your six-year-old to any of these films. No. Take them to a kid's film. Yeah. Yeah. One that's maybe rated G. Yeah, but don't take them to Dumbo, because that looks weird. Yeah. It looks weird? Yeah, it looks weird, It's man. Tim Burton, that's why. I, but it's it's also Dumbo, and it's like, I don't. why would anyone want to see Dumbo? I don't know. It just seems strange. It's not one of the more enjoyable Disney films, that's all I'm saying. I'm just waiting for the new Avengers movie. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Well, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our unpaid intern is Drew Atienza. Views 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of school, library journal.